Oh my God, it's recording and it's in progress. We're in progress right now. Oh my God. Oh God. You ready to do this? Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> I'm so. Can you sound I, a little not, bit more excited? I let's, let's do this. I, I am so tired. Like, <laughs> record anything with you for a whole. Here's here's two the, weeks. Here's the facts, though. Okay, if if I am tired and I try to act like I'm not tired, that's gonna sound like shit. But me being tired and just accepting it and just talking anyway. It's that. not that I don't want you to be tired. I'm just saying, like, we haven't recorded anything <laughs> together in two weeks, and I thought you would miss me more, and I, I just feel a little lonely. That's all. <laughs> I do miss you. I just, it's like you, like, sometimes you save conversations for the podcast, and then, yeah, and then we don't have it. But yeah, I've been sick. I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm here. Hello. How are you? Hello, people. Hello. Um, what have you been up to? Um, I've, uh, I got a new therapist who I'm really excited about. He fixed my sleep so far. So knock on wood. Um, I haven't had to have any, uh, drug induced sleep at all. So I'm looking forward to peaceful, restful nights. It's already changing my life. I feel like sleep is one of those underrated medicinal things that like if you get solid eight hours of sleep your life just becomes way better like you're living the dream I agree it's probably because I'm craving it so much right now but I also find that there's like a middle ground because I've had I've had lazy periods where I have like 10 12 hours of sleep and I'm in so much pain when I wake up like I I don't want to I don't want to ever get up but then not getting up keeps me in pain I feel like when I work out, eat well, and get my seven to eight hours of sleep, then I feel good. But if I get more or less, then I'm like, eh. Yeah, I agree. Like it does. I feel like for me, sleep is the the kickstarter for health for me. I know some people need, they need to kickstart with water, like, you know, having eight glasses of water. Some people need to kickstart with workouts. Some people need to kickstart with meditation, some food. For me, it's definitely sleep. I've always been a sleeper. And when I get good sleep, everything falls on track. Like I can, you know, eat right, meditate, all that, all, everything else comes into play. But if I get crappy sleep, hell happeth no fury. I feel like that <laughs> I, for some reason I'm jealous and I feel like that's lucky. I feel like that's, um default it's like default mode is like sleep is all you need and you should be good after that and you should be able to operate but i'm like oh i'm i get my sleep and i'm like oh what's this anxiety oh i need to kill it with endorphins and i go work out get my endorphins then i'm calm enough to sit down through a meditation and then i sit down through meditation then my mind is calm and then and then i can go through my day Ooh, I like that pattern though. But do you think that's like a, a man to woman thing? Like, because I, I think you guys actually really need physical activity mm. more than we do um, mm. to really stimulate everything. And I think it's just because of how we're built. Cause there are not like all days are not great days for me to work out. And I have to always be aware of that. Maybe. Cause like, I know, well, I've never 
done steroids or anything, but like, I know the stereotype is that they have a lot of energy and they get more aggressive. Basically their man traits become more manny. <laughs> like they just get, they get crazier. Um, so maybe that's it, but I have no idea. I know, I know a lot of women that are the same as well, but I think it's probably like, there are more men that need to do that first, that it would be more beneficial if they meditate. I mean, if they, if they work out first and then meditate, um, I, just have anxiety. I always do meditation and then work out, but I'm going to try the other way. Cause I'm curious if I'll get more from it. Um, it's, it's nice. I like it. Yeah. So you just got back from Mexico. Yeah. Any fun stories you want to talk about in the last couple of weeks? Mm, I don't know. I don't know if I want to share. <laughs> it's like it's like that salacious or that juicy. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, I know, but it's like is it? I feel like it's rude to share that kind of stuff. Um, but. I was kind of talking about the cute stuff, like uh, your friend Emma came out to visit. Oh, yeah. My friend Emma came out to visit and she stayed with me and I felt like the worst host because I was working so much. But uh, I I got some people to take us to Tulum, to um, yeah, around Playa, Cancun. We went to Isla Mujeres. I really wanted to go and I all, I just wanted to drive the golf cart again. That's really all I wanted. That's really all I wanted. Um, so you just you went to where to drive the uh, golf court? Isla Mujeres. Isla Mujeres. It's a, it's a cute little island um, close to Cancun. Uh, and I remember I went to it like maybe five years ago. And for some reason, the way I remembered it, it was smaller. And it was like a Mario Kart um map <laughs> and you just like drive around and there's like cute things everywhere but when i went this time i realized wait what am i talking about it's not that at all it was well it, it was kind of like that where you drive your cart around but it was like pretty decent space um and there the main street in isla i like more than playa because like the one in playa it's like a bit wider and you're gonna get offered cocaine and blow and massages left and right especially if you're a guy which i found out but in like in like Isla, it's it's a bit quieter. The streets are closer, so it kind of um, like feels like I'm in Italy or something. And oh. I was I was at a restaurant, and there was like a live band. And across the street, which is not that far because the streets are closed, there was a balcony with like these like two people just sitting there having some wine and listening to the live music. I just found that crazy. I was like, I want to do that. But at the same time, do they ever get to sleep? I think the next time you go to Playa and I come and visit you, we got to like plan to, to actually do something because we didn't get to really hang no. out. Like uh, we we barely like we just stayed around where we were staying. But that sounds like fun. Uh, by the way, Emma is cool. I I have adopted her as a friend. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> I noticed. I've noticed. I was like sitting next to her and she was like texting. I was like, are you fucking are you talking to Patricia right now? She's like, yeah. And then I'm like looking at her message, messages while she's texting. She's like, stop fucking looking. I'm having a private conversation. Exactly. Like wow. we have formed our own, our own bond, but I don't think she understood that. Like I was really like um, developing a friend crush on her because yeah. the day that I left or that I was leaving, I was like, Hey, do you want to go get coffee? And she's like, Oh no, I don't need coffee. I'm like, Emma, I'm trying to ask you out on a date. Like, <laughs> Yeah. 
Yeah, I know. I, I love her. She, the, my, my biggest quarrel with her is I wish she saw her own value more. Her own yeah. Set. But like, she's really cool. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's got a lot of skills, man. Yeah, she draws this raccoon all over the place. Like, uh, like she drew this raccoon on a bill and just so quickly. I don't know how she even did it. And it's just like real gracias. And like, I can't believe I said it like that. Gracias. And then, and then put it in the cup. And I was like, what the heck? Like, you, you should make comics. Like, there are people who make comics that look way worse and they have millions of views. I'm like, you could make comics, make stickers, put, put your Instagram on there, put it all over Vancouver, all over the world if you're traveling. And then sell t-shirts. And sell and sell t-shirts, mugs, uh, keychains. Yeah, she should be in charge of our merch. I think we're going to make Emma in charge of our merch. She can yeah. do, like, she can revamp our logo and make us look cool. I'm down. Yeah, she just got a great vibe. Just really chill, girl. I guess we'll have to send her this and it'll be like, hey, watch uh, from minute three to. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to be so excited. So um, Love is Blind season three is is under like is 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 on its way. Like it's not finished. They've only showed uh, a full wedding of one of the couples and then like half of the other. Don't say anything. Don't, don't I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you what's what's happened, but I do want to talk about the couples. Uh, I don't remember which ones are which because, like, here's the thing: I've I've been rewatching season one and two, and I watched them all, and I and I'm like now I'm watching like the after party crap and the reunion. So I only got to like I don't remember which episode I'm on, and I was using like the Airbnb's Netflix account, so I don't even know which episode I'm on. So I'm going to have to like start all over. You hate me right now because I haven't I caught up. A I thought yet. you were caught up enough to know like which couples have gotten engaged at this point. I, 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 I don't remember if I do. I don't remember. If I, I don't, I don't even remember what they look like to be honest. I just watched the reunion one where Fran, Francesca from Too Hot to Handle went to like the after party I died. It was so awkward. But yes, you're in the future. I'm in the past. I need to catch up. Well, I'm going to spoil the couples for you so that you know know who's together. That way we can talk about it. But I want to watch it. I want to watch. You're going to watch it. You'll see how it comes together. But we got to like talk about it at least a little bit. Unless you can remember where you are. If you can remember where you are, then I can skip. No, I can't remember. (laughs) Goodness. Uh, Show me pictures. I can show you pictures. Okay. Maybe if I see pictures of them, I will remember who is who, who is with who. Yeah. I think that would work. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Let me find it. I'm just such a, I just, I just want to watch it. So that's all. (laughs) It's, it's like the devil. It's literally like the, the hosts, the two hosts in Love is Wine, they're the devil. Have you seen <laughs> the have you seen the ultimatum? Yeah. That, yeah. that was disgusting. a hot mess. That was disgusting. Well, like, no, like are you serious? Like the hosts, like watching the host, like both of them like talk about it and like enabling all these like toxic behaviors. 
is ridiculous. I'm like, that was a terrible show. I, I did not I, enjoy it at all. Honestly, I hate watched it. You know what I feel? I feel like they, like the two hosts, like they have problems in their relationship and the way they deal with it is by making people go through hell, like the ultimatum and love is blind. <laughs> Probably. That makes sense to me. Probably. Like, yeah. Okay. Let's see who are the couples. Who are the lucky couples? Okay, so or I'll just do the 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 cast. So you remember Alexa? I don't. Yes, you do. I already forgot her. How could you forget her? I you made. Oh, is she the one that's insecure? Yes. Okay. Her size. Yes, I think. uh, Yeah, and then she's kind of just like taking things like really slow and like self-sabotaging in her in like what she says is that her or am i talking about no 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 she's not seasons she's she's fine like she's she's taking like she was insecure about her size but she found somebody she was actually the first to get engaged okay and then this is bartice oh i remember him yeah yeah ew in the, the swimming pool. Oh my God. The, the scene in the swimming pool. Remember the swimming pool scene where he tells the girl how hot she is and over compliments her like crazy. Okay. So you are far enough to know where couples are engaged. Okay. Yeah. 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 I just, cause I just didn't remember the faces, but yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Hey, never give Cal a homework assignment. <laughs> he was fine. I think yeah. He, he was with the other girl with Alexis. Yeah. He's with Alexis. Yeah. They seemed, he seemed, he seemed like a good guy. I mean, I don't know him enough, but he seemed good. The other guy just pissed me off. Like when he was, when he started complimenting her, I was like, she's not going to like him after this. She's not going to like him after this. And she right did. there, yeah, she stopped liking him. She was like, I don't Yeah. Now she's like, now she has the space to actually pay attention to her relationship. To her guy. This is Cole. Oh yeah. I have mixed feelings about him. So I like he, him did this, he did the same thing that Bartice did though. Yeah. I didn't I liked him at first and then I stopped liking him once he got with his relationship. He started to become oh, yeah. you okay here can I say something? I know you don't like her and I know that she's simple, but I think her and oh and her toxic ass fucking man. Oh her, Matt, yeah. He is he is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Terrifying how toxic he is. But I think I think she's like I think she's got a good heart. I think she just Oh, she does have a good heart. I yeah. like I don't have anything I don't have anything negative to say against her other than that she's quite shallow for me. Like yeah. just uh you know for some I think because I used to be her. I used yeah. to be calling, you know, the like the fact that she has to lead with I'm a ballerina. I'm a ballerina and that's like all she can say. That used to be me. And like, you never want to get too deep and you always want to be happy and you always, you know, like you want to keep things very simple and you're just like looking for somebody to love you. I used to, that was me. (laughs) That's the thing. I do feel that energy from her that she just is looking for someone to love her. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially when like she, she seemed to like balance between like who she's interested in, in the beginning phases of the show. Yeah. I just feel really bad for her because she like, she, I don't feel like she has the tools to like know when That's she's yeah that guy disgusts me like oh my god like and I and I felt it when he was you know getting so obsessive about how happy is he, he was with her 
I was like, okay, this guy is going to flip because his, his jealousy is insane. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I felt bad. I think that's the last scene that I saw was when they got in a fight over something very silly and something yeah, silly. yeah. Something and that guy is raven she is hot as fuck and she is someone i would not be attracted to at the same time oh i know i understand yeah. i i actually have uh I'll, I'll say stuff about her later and then sakuru sakuru or sk i love him oh yeah he he grew on me he grew on me too i because I, I did love me some SK. Because he's like very grounded and like is just chill. So it's kind of hard to Super extract, vibes. It's hard to extract a lot of his personality really quickly. But over time, you get to see how stable he is and how yeah, he just he's got his shit together. But yeah. I I still I I feel like this season is like one of my least favorite seasons. Like I don't think any of the couples should be together. Like I've never, I didn't see any of the couples. I was like, yeah, you guys are kind of cute and it would work. Maybe, maybe. Nancy. Wait, who's Nancy? Nancy is with Bartiste. She's a little one with oh, a pathologist. Wait, wait, wait. I'm, getting, I'm like confusing seasons. Do you have another picture of her? Of the only oh my goodness, I do not have another picture of her. I know you like. She's with Bartiste. She's short. She's got big boobs. Um, she was a speech pathologist. Uh, she was also, uh, there was another guy who she was talking to, uh, Andrew. Is she Indonesian? Uh, no, she's Mexican. Okay. That's me being dumb. Cool. And then let's see, where is Zainab? Oh my God, Zainab. Yeah. Her and, isn't she with... She's with Cole. She's with Cole. See, okay, Bartiz, Cole, Cole. Yeah. I feel bad for her. All right. So now that you've gotten a refresher and we found out how long, (laughs) how far you've gotten in the show, we can actually talk. So we have the couples. We've got SK and Raven. We've got Matt and Colleen. We've got Cole and Zainab. We've got... um, Alexa and Alexis and Brennan and then um somebody else. Is that it? I love how you Bartice, Bartice and Nancy. Bartice and Nancy. I need to like look at the cast list because I have no idea who you're talking about when you say any of these names. Okay, I have the cast list up. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Now you just gotta say the name and I gotta scroll and then I'll know who we're talking about. Okay. So I think we should start with um Cole and Matt I'm sorry Cole and Zainab first because uh Cole gave me good face at first like when I first started with him I was like okay he's he's got some wokeness in him I could tell he was looking for an actual like emotional connection and then it seemed like he became more shallow and petty as time went on and that he really isn't like he he's going like and he's like ping-ponging his emotions and it's making her ping-pong and then I won't tell you what has happened transpired so far but he definitely did something that I was like that's a huge red flag and I would definitely not do I would not take the relationship any further after if if that happened to me but that's my own personal boundary 
Um, I I felt like he he reminds me of a lot of guys that, that go really deep and they ignore the shallow, and then it comes back to bite them and confuse them in their mind later on. That's what I think. But can you say more, like, because I I know what you're talking about, but I want the audience to understand. I mean, like, there are certain things that you want in a relationship that are green flags, and there are certain things that are red flags that are shallow that we all have. Like, for me, one would be like, I don't want to be with someone who snores a lot, right? Like, because I won't be able to sleep, and that 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 would ruin my life. And I would want to, I would be, I would go crazy in the middle of the night while she's snoring and I can't get to sleep because I have insomnia. Right. So like that's shallow or maybe like I want a girl who has like a big tits or a big ass or a nice face with a big eyes. Like all these things are shallow and I look for them. And because I look for them, you know, I don't, you know, I don't have any regrets like later on, I guess. Um, but I think the way this show is set up is obviously love is blind. You're not supposed to see them. So he's only falling into these deep aspects and he's constantly projecting. And I saw this with almost every single one of them is that this show is just a projection machine where you're projecting like crazy. And then you're, um, you know, going to be disappointed <laughs> when, when you see who you're actually meeting. They're not going to match the image in your head. Um, even the energy is not going to match. Just, but yeah, I think he just set himself up and also, uh, Maybe I don't know what his actual intentions are. I don't know if he is that, if he's actually a bad person. I don't think, I don't know if he's actually a bad person or if he just, um, a guy who forgot that he's a guy to a certain degree. I can agree with that. I, um, I felt kind of bad for him because it's gotta be tough to, cause I know he's been married before. Uh, where you feel like you're like, man, my last marriage or my last relationship wasn't fulfilling. I didn't get the things that I wanted emotionally. And that's really important to me. So you sign up for something like this and it really takes out the male perspective where there's something that's very important, which you guys actually do need to be very physically attracted to us. We know that. And so I believe to take that part out of it so early on in the experiment is kind of cruel. Um, and that they're not being set up with people that they're potentially going to be attracted to. Now, it does seem like he does have a certain level of attraction to Zena. Um, am I saying her name correctly? (laughs) My my mom's name is Zena. Okay. So, um, it seems like he's attracted to her, but I know it's always going to hang over her head that she's not his type. And that would bother me as a woman uh, in a relationship. Like I was explaining to uh, a friend the other day, I was like, listen, uh, I feel like I'm secure in my looks. I like the way that I look. I would never ask a man to rape me ever. I don't think it's very, like, I just don't want to know. I would rather just imagine that I am his type no matter what. And that if he has displayed interest in me, that's just what I am. I'm not going to like be like, oh, what on the scale of one to 10, what do you think I am? Because even if he says 10, why do I feel insecure about it? Um, And then also he, uh, because he has a certain amount of emotional intelligence, but he doesn't have a certain amount of emotional responsibility. 
Yeah. Um, he is weaponizing a lot of the, the skills that he has when it comes to her. And you'll see that later as uh, the, the show develops. Okay. Um, he, he knows how to really get to her and like wind her up in a, in a way that's super toxic. So I'm not helpful for the two of them at all. Damn. I, this reminds me of a conversation I had on a date yesterday. Um, this girl was telling me that she's like pansexual. And when I, like, when I think about pansexuality, you know, it's, it's about you're attracted to their energy and their, their, like, not their physicality, not their looks, not their sexuality, not penis, vagina, none of that. It's just about their energy that you're attracted to. I think most people are pansexual to a certain extent. I think men lack the ability to access it though. A lot of the times, um, I don't, and I, it's hard to explain it, but like my own experience was that I would fuck almost anybody at one point in my life, as long as I was like into them or like at someone it was like, I'd fuck anybody. And then it was like, I have to be physically attracted to them. And then it was like, okay, I'm, why am I physically attracted to them? But I'm still not having a good time. And I was like, okay, the energy is off. And then I started noticing energy more. And now that's my, that's my main thing. But at the same time, I still have to have the looks and then I get to explore that versus I think for women a lot of them it's it's automatically pansexual it's all about the substance it's all about that and I think that's why women get angry with men and and like I don't blame you I mean if you hear two men just like talking man to man it's going to sound like we're dehumanizing women constantly um and I don't I don't think there's a way to get out of that just like it's a way that men communicate to get to the point and and they they understand a certain part of each other's psyche that like we can't communicate with women too like i like i even my dad like we have conversations he's like <laughs> he's like we don't talk about that kind of stuff in front of my mom because she, like he doesn't think she'd get it um or maybe she would i don't know i don't know yeah i i um i get the pansexuality for more women um i agree like I personally am always looking at energy, like I, man, woman, I don't care. Like, that's why, like, I fell in love with Emma, you know, where I was just like, oh, well, this is somebody I want to have in my life. Like, this is just somebody I want to be around uh, in whatever capacity. And so for us, it's like, we feel like we're, we're taking into account everything about that person and then making the overall judgment versus um, it feels like you guys will like really zone in on is she hot or not? And then you'll, you know, take into account everything else. And that often feels like it's like, damn, I have to be hot to them in order for them to, to find value in me. And that that's the part that, you know, feels dehumanizing. And I don't I don't think there's a way to get around that. I'm not sure if there is. I don't think there is. And I don't the thing is, like, it doesn't take us as long to zone in on that. It takes us like a split two seconds, I think. Like I, we can tell if we're attracted to someone very quickly, like physically, like it doesn't take long. And also all of us have different preferences. Like I think there's a social norm that gets trendy over like over like seven, 10, 12 years. And then it changes like used to be skinny and now big ass, but like whatever. It changes all the time. But I think even with that preference being there, all guys I know have like, like their own preferences of like what they're attracted to a 10 for this guy is not a 10 for that guy right but and, um, and thank goodness by the way because 
that that's like something I've been um, noticing more is that like, like I, mother nature did a great job at making variety a thing. Like, okay. There are several men that are into bigger women. There are several men that are into older women. There are several men that are into dark skin women that are into, you know, brown eyed women or blue eyed women, you know, even though the media definitely has an effect on uh, what, how we shape our attraction, it's not everything. And that's something like, I'm, I'm kind of glad that's come out of the, uh, the inclusivity movement where yeah. we are showing more people of different attraction varieties on yeah. TV. So like those people who have never, you know, the, the asexual people or the people who thought they were asexual are suddenly seeing things that they're attracted to, you know, like, I think it's important that, yeah. you know, we get that variety in there. Yeah. Um, so next we have um, Raven and SK. Raven. Oh, God. Yeah. So I did not love Raven in the beginning. Yeah. And now I feel like Raven is the poster child for the independent woman who also wants to have the man of her dreams. And it's possible. It's definitely possible. It's definitely not your traditional route, but, uh, I love SK. I have to say he grew on me. Like it took me a while to like get to him, but to see how incredibly grounded he is and how masculine he is and how, um, like he's really doing the math. He's doing the human math as I would refer to it, uh, yeah. on making big decisions, uh, regarding their future and their relationship. And he, at the same time, he puts so much effort into including her in his, you know, traditions, um, his Nigerian tra traditions. And, you know, he's like, I don't want what my, my dad had. Uh, I want to do things the SK and Raven way, which I think is so sweet. Uh, mm -hmm. I think then long-term as a couple, even though I know what happened at their wedding, I won't say what it is. I think them as a long-term couple, if they both can truly commit, actually have the best chance of survival throughout this whole season. I think so too, based on where I ended in the show. And it was around where Bartice, I think, was just like complimenting her over and over again. I was like, she is not going to be into him after this. And right after she's like, yeah, I want someone who sees me beyond my looks, you know? I was like, dude, like, stop. I was getting so cringy. Um, and SK, I didn't like him at first because I was just bored with him. But then as I kept going, like his personality came out more. And I started to notice that they might actually be really good fit for each other because how patient he is with her coldness, right? Because she has this cold energy and to protect herself, I can tell. And she gets constant attention all the time. Um, and for the wrong, for reasons that it's not, it's not that they're the wrong reasons, but they're not the reasons that she wants attention for. Just like, I don't want attention for money. Like, I don't want women to want me for my money. Just like how she doesn't want to be wanted for her looks. Cause I don't know if I'm, if I'm going to be rich in 20 years or whatever. And she's not good. She doesn't know if she's going to be attractive in 10, 20 years. Um, so I feel like if they were like a, someone said this, he might've actually, he might've said this, SK said this, like, it was like their attraction is like an ice cube melting and like, then they're going to find whatever it is, <laughs> the treasure or whatever. But yeah, I, I like them most out of all the couples 
I think they have the most chance because holy shit, all the people that I liked originally, I started to hate when they got together because right. they would just, they would go behind each other's backs and like flirt. And I'm like, dude, are you stupid? You know, this is going to be. Right. <laughs> and then they just, like, it would be different if it had been years down the line or something, maybe you could add forgiveness to it and be like understanding. But the fact that they just met their fiance the day before, that was what was disgusting about a lot of the interactions. Also, I want to say something about Raven and, and her coldness, because I can relate to this as well. Um, mm-hmm. I think especially if you're considered a conventionally attractive woman and you do get a lot of attention, it takes you a little bit more time and space to really see if you are attracted to them. Because, um, you know, like, especially before I got married, um, there were men that were just like throwing all, you know, foreign trips and, you know, they wanted to give you the world, but you, they weren't willing to like really show themselves. And, you know, she made it pretty clear up front. If you listen to her uh, first interviews that she wanted somebody that she was going to be truly connected with and not just like somebody who wanted to spoil her. So that's why I said it uh, like for me, she really grew on me. Um, It's considering this girl was working out. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) the thing that's funny though, is like, I found it annoying ish. I actually got more annoyed by how Bartise was so, it was Bartise, right? That was attached mm-hmm. to her not working out and paying full fucking attention. I'm like, I don't know. I I have ADHD. So I like fucking fidgeting with shit and like doing push-ups. And so I think if I was in the pods, I would also probably be working out. Right. While I'm talking. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do, I do like her more and I, I understand why she is the way she is. I don't know if I'd be attracted to her myself if I saw her out and about um, just of that, because of that cold nature. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are women that have like a similar cold nature, but they just melt around certain energies. I'll say this. If you would have met me six months earlier than you did, mm-hmm. you would have felt the same way about me. Oh, I was very like cold and detached. And that's why I was like, you know, doing the boot camps and stuff really helped open up my feminine energy and like being more like leading with my empathy instead of like hiding it until later. Uh, so <laughs> FYI, I think that's why I like SK and Raven together is because you can see she's starting. It's not just who she is with him. It's becoming part of her personality that she's becoming more of a like a, a sweet person you remember when i took that biotype class and then i like was like okay i know like what kind of girl i'm supposed to like be with technically raven is the type where it's like she she is probably very nurturing and empathetic but she goes the other direction to protect herself and she's very independent and, and works and like, and has a passion, et cetera, et cetera. That's technically my type, but like, I also am stubborn. I think there's a stubbornness about me and I'm like, well, if you're not going to reciprocate, then fuck off. <laughs> like there's a, there's a part of me that's like that. And I need to, and I think it became more like that over time, but now that part is also slowly shedding where I'm becoming a bit more patient, but I'm just noticing this about me right now. I think, I mean, honestly, do what you want, 
But as I said, I think if you would have met me six months earlier, you would be like, who is this? And why are you in this space? Because I was just so um, cold. And Hammer used to say that um, he thought I was like a Russian spy because I was like, would give these intimidating looks and I didn't mind creating a lot of like cold tension oh. in, in space just because I'm like, stay, because you're so used to getting a lot of um, attention from especially men who are, you know, I've told you some of the stories that I've, I've had, you know, where it's just like, I don't want to deal with this. So it's, it's easier to scare them off and just yeah cold and intimidating. But then you also are like, well, how come I don't have any friends and how come nobody wants to go out with me? <laughs> so um thank goodness that uh i've been working on that and it's it's um it's funny how it's funny how people have that like naturally though like i feel like i have that naturally like if i don't if i'm not talking and i'm just like you see me out and about like i look very intimidating very cold and like aggressive um and i think once i start talking people are like okay he's he's good he's not gonna kill me and i <laughs> And like I, I wish I wish I had a more approachable face that like wasn't as scary. I found your face approach approachable. I was talking. Though. I know you were talking, but you weren't talking to me. Yeah, but you'd see me interacting and you'd see how my energy is being transferred. That's what I mean. Like if if I'm alone, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm on the train alone, listening to music, not talking to anybody, you're gonna think I'm an asshole. <laughs> you're like this guy, it's terrifying. <laughs> but if I'm like on the train talking to my friend, be like, who's this guy? Who's this? Yeah, right. But like, yeah, I've just I've noticed this about myself. It's not a, it's not a it's not the worst I, thing in the world. Listen, I I know what you're saying because you do have that like intimidating frame of a face and the eyebrows and then the intensity of your eyes. I get it, especially if there's no smile or no heart energy going out at all. It is, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Okay, let's talk about uh, Nancy and Bartice next. So, Nancy, Nancy, Nancy. She's the little one. Nancy, Nancy. I love Nancy. So, I'm going to start there. I find Nancy to be on par with me. Um, yeah. at, like, I love her as a person. Um, mm -hmm. I, she uh, knows her value and knows her worth. Um, I think she could do more in the social emotional understanding of herself because I don't think she realizes how much she truly has to offer. I love the way her family talked about her too. I know you haven't gotten to that part, but if, like there's a scene where she's gonna, where her brothers are talking to Bartiz about her and you should just hear how they, the way they speak about her is the way I would love for people to speak about me. It's not something I can control though. Um, and then the fact that she's a businesswoman and she owns real estate and she's very, you know, like she, she gets her stuff done. She's not, um, she's not, even though uh, Bartice has basically told her that she's not his type, um, she doesn't seem insecure about that, which I really appreciate about her. Yeah. You know, she, in fact, if anything, she's put it to him and said, like, I'm never going to be your type. And I, you know, like, I'm not going to even try to like work towards that. Like you get this, you get this kind of thing. 
you'll see later that she has some other opposing opinions uh, to him. She's not afraid to stand up for herself, but that doesn't take away her strength doesn't take away from her femininity. Do you know what I mean? That's the thing. That's why I'm attracted to her. Like uh -huh. out of all the girls, she was the one that was the most attracted to. Right. Same. It was because like she had those same qualities as Raven, for example, but she didn't have that cold nature. She was still in her feminine energy. And I would feel like if I was with her, I'd feel like a man. Like I'd feel like I could be a man and lead. Right. While with Raven, I feel like my lead, the way I lead wouldn't work with her. Like she mm -hmm. would need someone like SK who's like a lot more grounded and a lot more. Right. <laughs> By the way, that completely works. Like I love them. So <laughs> I understand what you're saying, um, but I'm going to leave Raven alone because I understand Raven. I, I get her, but like Raven who is who I was. And then Nancy is who I'm like working to be because she, um, she just displays so much emotional maturity, uh, intelligence, beauty in several different ways. She helps the world. Like, you know, you can see like she does her job for the benefit of um, doing something good. And I, I love people with hearts like that, where they yeah. choose the profession, where they, they truly want to help the world become a better place. They're not just choosing it to become wealthier or of a certain status. And you can see this woman is, you know, it, it's no surprise to me that that other guy that proposed to her, Andrew, was totally into her. Um, and that's, those are the type of men that she usually attracts but she wanted to go for the emotional connection and she did. And I'm proud of her. I wish that Bartiste was somebody who I felt deserved her, but I don't feel like he does. I feel like um, she would be a better fit uh, with somebody more like you, to be quite honest. Like, but I don't believe that she believes that somebody like you truly exists. Um, the, the, sad, the sad thing is, is like um, when I was watching like Bartiste, I was like, annoyed because to me he's he reminds me of just like young guys who just have a lot of energy and passion and drive and think they know what the fuck they want and he doesn't know anything like he like and i think that age difference, that age difference he's he's so fucking oblivious to the importance of it for women um and why uh she was getting anxious about it um, but I think I don't like, I like, I liked him at first. And now I like, especially after that scene with Raven, I fucking despise him. I just, just he disgusts me. It gets um, worse. <laughs> it gets well, worse. I, I want to watch it, please. Like you're, you're I'm not going to tell you, but you're spoiling without realizing I'm very intuitive. Okay. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> um, told you. Okay. I told you that. Um, well, yeah, he's not a fan, but, um, Yeah. I'm, I don't think I don't like any I don't think any of the guys would deserve her, though, that are that were even participating. That's what I said. I said, like, she deserves somebody like somebody like you would be a good fit for her because she, you guys have like similar qualities. You're both emotionally intelligent. You're both attractive and you under, like you're confident in your attraction level. You're both uh, naturally intelligent. Like you see where your value is. Those people go together those people like those people change the world those type of couples change the world but finding a, a version of of you that's for her is likely not as easily found in Dallas Texas if I'm being honest 
Yeah, I've never been to Dallas, but you know more. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's a little bit more, and you'll see this with Bartiz. Like you'll get to see how it un, like it unravels. Um, unfortunately, uh, I'm not saying any, anything. Like I'm not giving anything away. I'm saying like the show emotionally manipulates us into thinking things are going one way, but those of us who can see into it, yeah, you know, we we understand what's really happening. Um, anyways, uh, I don't think he's good enough for her. I also think that he doesn't see her real value and he's doing a lot of put on for the cameras. Like you, I, I feel like he wants something out of this, no matter what the answer is and that he doesn't, he's, he's never really been into her that much. Yeah. Even in the pods, I didn't really think that he was like sold. Yeah. It's so sad that like women like her are such dime, like the, the more, awesome you become the harder it is to just like date because you need to find someone who's equally as awesome Mm -hmm. yeah and and this is why I want this podcast to be like great because I want more people who are fully developed you know masculine feminine emotional and intelligence intuitive logical all of that stuff to find a home, you know, where, they, yeah. where we can like talk to each find other. A pod. Find a pod. <laughs> but, like, seriously, like there's, there's no reason why, you know, you should have to date one dimensional people and then have to pick, okay, well, these are my favorite traits. So I guess I'll go for these. You should be able to, to, to love the whole person. And, you know, like, obviously nobody's going to be like a perfect match and that would be boring if it was, but you should get somebody you're compatible with instead of having to pick and choose what's going to fit for you in the moment. It's so beautiful though. Like I'm going to diverge for a second. Like yesterday when I was on my date, um, I was so honest with her and I've, I've always been honest, but like I've been tapping into it more and more every, every year. And she was presenting a lot of qualities that reminded me of my ex. Um, and she was into like identity, gender identity politics, like stuff like that. And that is like a heated topic, I find, um, especially in my last relationship, we'd have like arguments all the time about what's this mean? What does that mean? Um, but yeah, she brought she brought that up. And like, at some point in the date, I like, I just like, told her, I was like, yeah, you're, uh, when you told me about this, I was super intimidated. And like, you know, this is what it brought up. And, um, you know, it, it made me shut down and feel like I can't communicate with you because of past experiences I've had with people who share your opinions. And it was just so interesting how, like, even though she shared those opinions, she would say things that very much align with me. Like one thing I'm worried about when I talk to someone who's into identity, gender politics is that they don't believe in the individual and they only believe in group identity. And she was talking about the individual at one point and I was like, green flags, green flags. Um, but I don't know that like, it's still a terrifying thought, like dating her, to be honest, is still, there is fear around it because of, because of that. Um, but I like to step into that fear. I like to, because I learn more about how they think and I learn more about how I think as well. Like I can defend my point or I can change my mind if it's appropriate. If it's like, okay, you know what? My way of thinking was not accurate, right? So I might shift, but uh, 
I don't know why I brought that up, but I, no, I think it's because we were talking about basically uh, whole people loving whole people instead of whole people having to choose the traits that they want if they want to be partnered. Like if you want to have kids, you know, and you want to have a partner to have kids, you don't want to do it by yourself. You you got to pick who's got the best traits unless you can magically come across somebody who's got, you know, who who's been working on themselves who's been like really trying to develop who they are and their community and, you know, like other things around them to, to make themselves a full person. So I think it was a, a great divergence. Let's talk about um, Alexis and Brennan. Alexis and Brennan. Brennan, okay, and Alexis. I, okay. Um, I don't know them very well. I like him. He, to me, is the only guy that, at this point, how far I've seen, doesn't make me want to throw up. What um, about SK? Oh, SK too. SK grew on me. Um, but he, like, uh, what's his name? Brennan. Brennan. I'm sorry, I forgot his name already. But, like, he, like, for me, he he didn't, like, I, I liked him from the beginning, I guess. Like, I, I didn't hate him from the beginning. Like, I wasn't questioning him from the beginning. Um, but it's, but it's funny. I don't like the girl that he's with reminds me a lot of one of the girls from season two, who was very insecure and would like say things that were like red flags or like say things that would cause friction or tension almost to push the other person away, uh, before they would like push her away, I guess. Um, I could just like see those traits and I feel like for her, she, she's not going to get comfortable with him until they actually are married and that he she knows that he's there for for actually good like he's gonna be there because like that's what i saw with season two like one of the girls from season two she was so fucking insecure i was so annoyed with her but then when the reunion came i saw her posture how how she was coming off and like she seemed so much more calm so much more uh, she had more conviction and she believed in the relationship that she was in there wasn't any doubt anymore um, but I feel like for her, she's probably been rejected a few times in her life and she has doubt automatically going into any dating scenario. So she pushes people away with red flags. She's like, this is my problem. Like, you're not going to like this. I, we do this with my family. We're allowed, we argue. Da, 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 da. I don't remember what she said exactly, but I was like, oh God. So with Alexis, um, I see right through her. Um, she's dare I say, I don't, I really don't want to say this. She's in a toxic environment. Like you can tell her friends don't love her. You can tell her sisters are not really that supportive. Her dad is, is decent. Like he, he's, he's provided a, um, a somewhat of a safe haven, but she doesn't have a whole lot of people who truly love her around it, around her. So, um, which is why she's very insecure when it comes to like fully allowing herself to like fall for Brennan. Uh, with Brennan, he doesn't realize what he's signing up for. Like he likes her, um, but I feel like he's biting off more than he can chew mm -hmm. in this case. Um, Alexis is a whole lot of woman, but she's a whole lot of woman who's unexplored. 
Like she, because she's in a situation where there's been a lot of pressure on her to look a certain way and to act a certain way. And she's not that like, even some of the things that she said, um, like, oh, I wear a different outfit every day. You can see so much of it is a put on. She's expected to act like a Kardashian. She's not a Kardashian. Like I, I can read her plain as day. This girl is the sweetest pie, but has never really been allowed to be sweetest pie because of the environment that she's in. Hmm. And, um, and it, it breaks my heart because I think if she were to truly let herself go and be like, to really pursue an actual love connection with Brandon, she could get that other piece of herself that has not been allowed to shine, which is that sweet home apple pie girl. That's just like, I'm going to love everybody and I want to be friends with everybody. And I just want to show the world how much I can be. And like, all, all like, it's just so guarded with her. And, yeah. um, like I said, with Brennan, I think they're going to have some issues if they say yes, if they, they go forward, uh, with the wedding, yeah. I think, and I, I honestly don't believe they should at this point because he's not in a place where he can, truly provide for her the way that she's used to being provided for and it's like he's stepping into a whole different dimension and he doesn't even realize and there's a lot of pressure coming from her family like Mm. be to be something he's never been and never understood Hmm. okay yeah i haven't gotten that far in um I, I, I don't know if any man, I feel like most men don't know what they're signing up for when they date a girl. I feel like a lot of times they don't know what, because they're, they're just so fixated on what's in front of them. They don't see, they don't do enough investigating to figure out what it is that's compatible with them. Unless you're SK. Unless you're SK. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm still not deep in enough. Okay. I, I'm, I'm still growing with that. I, I still don't know how amazing SK is. Let's but, just say if I was on that show, SK would be my guy. That that's 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 my type. Like his energy, his like the fact that he's so into her. Like he's not necessarily as spicy as I like. You know, I like I like spicy, <laughs> mentally spicy. But because he's so investigative and he is involved and he's doing the math all the time and he's using a lot of logic, but he's also using a lot of emotion paired with that logic. Like yeah. it's like logic is the driver and yeah. emotion is the passenger for him. And it's so smooth. So yeah, SK, hot like fire. <laughs> no, I love that. Um, okay. So last but not least, your favorite couple, we're going to talk about Colleen and Matt. Can I talk about them first? Cause yes, I feel- of course. Um, so Colleen at first, she came off very boring, uh, and shallow, like you said. Um, but at the same time, like the simplicity that she carried, I, I kind of, I kind of understood, like, I feel like she just hasn't gone praise for anything other than certain attributes um but yeah she seems very like she she hasn't gone very deep and when i was watching her and what's her guy's name matt matt her and matt in the beginning i was like 
in love with it because I was like, oh my God, they're two simpletons, <laughs> like two, two very simple people that haven't gone too deep um, that might be compatible. But then once I started seeing uh, Matt uh, get super excited at parties about her, I was like, holy shit. Like that to me came off as a red flag because unless she matches that energy completely, I, I was like, there's going to be problems. And once she flirted with, uh, I don't remember who it was. Um, she flirted with some guy. Cole. Cole. And it was like, a, it was like, I, I didn't think too much of it. It was like, whatever. And he took it like so fucking seriously and got incredibly jealous and emotionally abusive and, um, and how Colleen broke down and like, was like in rescue mode, like trying to please him terrified me. I, I, I'm like, please don't be together. Like, please don't be together. You're going to be in such a toxic, abusive relationship that you will not be able to get out of. If she's already like this and it's already been like, what, one or two weeks, imagine a year of investment. Imagine five years of investment. She's not, it's going to be so hard for her to get herself out of it. So I hope, I hope they don't get together. I really hope they don't. So, um, with Colleen, like I said, I can see her. She is there, like so many of the women have pieces of me in them. Uh, Colleen specifically because of Ballet. She's like, oh, you don't want to get too deep or whatever. And um, there were there was definitely a point in my life. I was younger, but <laughs> where I just wanted to keep things happy and simple and make everybody comfortable and, you know, not really talk about feelings and stuff. I don't have no feelings. I can keep those things to myself and I can numb myself so that you're always happy. And that's the part that he was excited about. Like, you know, he's like, oh, she wakes up every day and she's all bouncy and happy. And I'm like, well, that's unrealistic. Women produce less serotonin than men do. So to expect a healthy, bouncy wife every morning is good luck with that, especially as she gets older. It's it could happen, but genetically rare, maybe because she's shorter, <laughs> you might have some luck with that. But then, um, as you said, as you mentioned, that incident where she flirted with Cole. And just to clarify, her flirting with Cole seemed like a defense flirt. Yeah. Um, it was like, hey, he's interested in me, but I don't want to be rude to him. Yeah. That's what it seemed like. So yeah. um, the fact that she, she got one, she was honest with Matt and she told him what happened. Right. And yeah. he went after her. Like, he was like, I'm not going to be played again. Now I know that he's been triggered. He was married before. And the, the, the ex wife got pregnant by the guy that she cheated on him with. So he's, wow. yeah, he, I understand why he's triggered. He needs to get help for that. That's not Colleen's problem. Men are going to be attracted to Colleen. She is very much uh, most men's type. Yeah. Um, she, she's got a lot of attractive qualities about her personality and her looks. So, yeah. um, if like, he's just going to have to deal with that. He's going to have to learn how to be, um, with an attractive woman that other men want, which is what he actually wants. And then learn how to deal with his own, in, own insecurities around that. Um, either that, either, either that or she's going to lose her attraction. Like she's oh, going to yeah attractiveness if you want my honest opinion i think she already has yeah. like i think as soon for me personally as if if it's early on in the relationship and i see a man act erratic over something really small 
I immediately start looking for an escape plan. Like I don't, not even holding back. I don't care how far we've gone. I'm like trying to figure out how to, cause I know how dangerous that is. Like mm-hmm. it screams, it's not just a red flag. It's a red wall. It's <laughs> like a red city, get out of it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's interesting to me that no one around her, none of her friends um, and have really pointed out how dangerous that situation is. In fact, it seems like the show's kind of coddling him in that whole scenario. This is a toxic relationship. This should not be happening. That's, um, that's why the, the show, like in the hosts, are like the devil. Right. I agree. I, I do not like the emotional manipulation they're they're doing to their audience, which is saying like, hey, this is completely fine because they found an emotional connection in the pods and they like each other when it should be like, hey, these are two people who may have found some level of attraction to each other, but they're not meant to be. I know for a fact that a lot of these shows have ironclad clauses within their contracts that say basically if you leave if you do get engaged and you decide to leave the show early you'll be penalized a certain amount of money so they may want to end the relationship early but they don't have an extra quarter of a million dollars sitting around that they can just give to the producers of the show because it was an entertainment factor for it and that feels so wrong although from a producing side i understand because it's like i gotta invest my money into making sure that the audience can trust that we're gonna give them show and reaction but it's it's wrong to base it on the premises of that this is a an actual relationship that would work out yeah i yeah like going back to what i said in the beginning like this season i was i was not hopeful at the point where i ended I was not hopeful about anybody, like none of them. I'm getting more hopeful for Raven uh, and SK, but like in the beginning, I was not hopeful. They were the ones I was least hopeful for in the beginning. And then like right when I became less hopeful for everyone else, they started to shift. Um, it was like the hot tub scene that I saw, the last the, the last scene that I saw. So I was like, okay, ice cubes melting. I'll see what's happening here. But yeah, I'm excited to see the rest of the show. Yeah, I, I think you'll, um, you're really gonna like so far, please try to catch up. because I, I think, I think the the last two shows are coming out on Tuesday. So if you can catch up to, you know, the end of it, and we can discuss basically, our, mm-hmm. um, our conclusions and stuff and how we feel. So yeah. um, at this point, I don't see any of the couples really staying together, you know, <laughs> from what I know of, uh, and what I've seen. Um, I just, the, the one I am most hopeful for is Raven and SK long-term. Um, mm-hmm. but like, I honestly don't believe anybody should be getting married in this economy after six weeks, especially, <laughs> when, yeah. especially, especially when the first two weeks you didn't even get to see them. Yeah. You know, like, it's just not a, like, this is the, the biggest, um, life-changing decision of your life. Like it changes literally marriage changes everything. So uh, to make this type of decision an entertainment decision is I think morally wrong on so many parts. Um, Like I said, especially in this life, the way the world works. It's like blind dating on steroids. That's really, it's like blind dating, but like 
skip all the important shit. We'll just get we just <laughs> watch blind dates. Blind dates would be more fun. Like I don't like pit, being able to pick a couple that like, oh, I hope they stay together. I hope they like, oh, I hate this. I want like my own reality. This is why I want my own love and dating reality show one day. I want oh, my yeah. own. But like we have to figure out how to like make it entertaining and not be the devil. At the right. Same. I think we can do that. I really honestly believe. In fact, I know a podcaster who has done this and done it successfully and she does it with morals. I will, um, I'll send you the, the link to it so you can see. Now, I don't necessarily care for the format, but she has done a great job uh, keeping her integrity and the integrity of the, the contestants that are on there. So um, I think I know it's possible, but anyways, what kind of music have you been listening to this week? Um, right now, the song that's been in my head is, wait, 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 wait. Heartbeat by Claptone and Nathan Nicholson. Heartbeat. Heartbeat. Claptone, Claptone and Nathan Nicholson. Yeah. Okay. And then I have been listening to All I Need by Naya, and that's N-I-I-A. Uh, beautiful singer. Oh my goodness. She's, um, she's definitely one of my favorites. She often pops up on, um, that music show on NPR. And every time she comes out with something, I'm just like, damn, your voice is so velvety and gorgeous. It's just <laughs> really pretty. So you said, uh, Claptone and what? And Nathan Nicholson. Okay. Heartbeat. I said heartbreak, heartbeat. Okay, got it. Okay, cool. All right, so I know you're tired and you're sick and you should go get healthy and also watch Love is Blind so you can catch up. So we can actually have, we can we can gossip like. <laughs> I'm going to play some PS5 and shoot some people on Modern Warfare 2. And then... I'm gonna watch couples uh, be toxic, and then I'll get back <laughs> to you next week. <laughs> All right. Oh, I love you and miss you. I'll see you later. Yeah. Okay, bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.